one is Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 38. So I'm sure that you guys have heard, I'm really excited because our girl in New York, Tiffany Pollard, she has a new show on VH1. And I don't have all the details because I literally just found this out today. And apparently Tango is going to be on there. And it's sort of like a reunion of all of the I Love New York people. So I'm super stoked about that. I'm really happy for New York. You know, one thing that's cool is that I feel like this franchise is just, it, it, it just continues on. It, the The lifespan of it is just it, it just is timeless, you know? People who enjoyed the shows back in the day are still enjoying them now. And also younger people who who were not old enough to be watching the shows when they first aired are now becoming fans. And then of course, as we know, Chance has got a show. So it's it's exciting for me to see all of the the old school OGs and alumni of these shows to, to be coming up again and, and successful and doing these cool things that, you know, brought us so much joy to begin with. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And um, oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, <laughs> I'm not dressed like this just for fun. We are like a few days away from Halloween, which is my favorite season of the whole year. So happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, I'm gonna be cutting this, uh, the opening segment short today because I'm bringing on Will and you guys know him as Onyx and I'm super stoked and we have so much to talk about. So I'm just gonna keep this part short and go ahead and introduce Will, aka Onyx, from I Love New York Season 1, I Love Money Season 2. Hey, Will, it's so nice to see you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You too. You look great. You haven't changed a bit. Oh, I mean, thank people you. Say I haven't aged, but you definitely haven't aged. <laughs> and, and you're wearing the devil outfit too, just like you're, you know, that's that's your go-to, right? That was All your right. album cover. Remember that episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's Halloween. I got to, I got to do the the double horns for sure. So you look fantastic too. You look exactly the same. You haven't aged a day since the shows. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess through <laughs> through the dark circles and bags. Other than that, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, nothing. A little Sorry. makeup and Botox and lighting can't fix. <laughs> Sorry to dress up for Halloween, but I did wear my um, I did wear my Prince uh, Dave Chappelle. Sure. So Prince is like my go-to Halloween costume. I didn't feel like getting doing all that. Um, so I just I represented. <laughs> nice. I <laughs> love my, Prince. I, that's amazing. I would love to see you in that. <laughs> I got to look for like I'll, some photos online. I'll send you a pic, I'll send you a pic of me in, in my Prince costume. And if you guys, I don't know how you edit, but if you guys could splash, you could you know, splash it into the, uh, interview. I will totally do that because I would love to see that. And as I said, I love Prince as well. So that's awesome. So um, I got to say, it's really interesting, the timing of everything, because uh, as you, you might know, I just had Tango on last week and he's just such an awesome guy. And I've had a few of the guys from I Love New York. And it's just interesting because I didn't time it out this way on purpose, but I just saw the announcement today. And by the time people are watching this episode, it will have been a few days. But Today, I just saw the announcement that New York is going to be back on VH1. And then Tango said he is as well. And I guess it's like a I Love New York reunion show or something. So the timing is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what they're they're going to do. That's what I heard as well. Um, I think, 
I, I, I was I was left out of that that reunion. I think they only wanted the guys who really wanted her. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I feel you. I just I think it's really cool because, as you know, Chance has a show that he is doing on the Zeus Network, and then New York has yes. been coming back, and then some of the guys from I Love New York. So it's like it's really cool. I mean, obviously, you and I were a part of the whole franchise, but also I consider myself a fan. You know, so it's really cool to see all of this coming back. Yeah, it is. We're 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 a little family, the the uh, the of love family. So yeah, it's 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 great. Uh, I've never had the opportunity to cross paths with with you, but you know some of the but yeah, because you didn't do an I love money. I don't think at least, at least not. Yeah, I so, did. I did season three. Season. I did season three. Did. I was on the infamous just, one that didn't air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did season two. So, right, yeah. So we just just missed each other. Just missed each other. Yeah. But I'm glad we're getting to connect today. And I'm really excited to have you on because I I did my research and you have done some like really, really cool stuff in your career. And uh, so I definitely want to get into all of that. So um, when you were first asked to go on I Love New York, tell us a little bit what your life was like leading up to that point? Because I know you've done a lot of really impressive stuff with your acting career. So had you already started that journey? So in, in a sense, so I had, um, I had just moved to the, well, I hadn't just moved to, I'd, I'd been to the, I was in the Washington DC area, which is where I still am uh, now. Um, I moved here from, from Miami. So I was in South Florida. Um, but just to take it all the way back, like I, I actually did theater when I was uh, in college. And so I didn't pursue acting at that time. But, you know, I, when I moved to Florida, I was doing some modeling and, you know, I had some commercial gigs here and there. And then I moved to DC area and um, I, I was a little closer to New York. So I started going to New York doing some modeling things. And so um, the producers actually found my, picture on a photographer's MySpace page. Oh, that's interesting. And, yeah, and then saw that I was one of the top friends and then reached out to me and said, you know, hey, we're going to be in the Washington, D.C. area. We're, we're uh, holding auditions for this show, right? So they and reached so out to you via... Time, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean was, to cut you off. They reached out to you via MySpace, like through the MySpace email? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's through MySpace. They were like, sent me, me a direct message, a DM, oh. I guess. You can call them DMs back then, but yeah, <laughs> I slid into my DMs. And, uh, uh, and so at the time, I think the, 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 the running title was the Flavorette. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, it was the Flavorette. Okay. And so didn't know who the girl was going to be. Um, but, you know, hey, I went to the audition. I, I got off work and I, it was, they held it at a hotel in, in the, the Georgetown area. And um, I got there. It was a little late because, you know, like I said, I, I, I had to get off work first and no one was there. Like, oh. I walked into this hotel lobby and there was no one around. And uh, I just kind of sat there and looked around a little bit. I was like, OK, well, I, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> and then I thought, well, let's go ask someone you know, at the front desk or something. So uh, the concierge actually came um, you know, to their stand. And so I went up and, and asked and they say, Oh yeah, we, here's this packet. Fill, sit down, fill this out. And a producer will be down to, uh, to meet with you. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, you know how it is. I filled out that packet that basically told everything that I didn't want to tell about my life. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 
and, and, and a, a producer came down the elevator and, and got me and we went upstairs and had a real candid interview on camera. And, uh, and it was it. It was fun. And when it was over, I was like, okay, that was fun. And never thought your, they'd give me a call. When you did never, your interview, never. did you like really play it up? Like, did you know at that point to really turn on the like extreme part of your personality, whatever that may be? Or were you just kind of like just yourself? I kept it chill. I was just myself, you know, and they, like I say, it was real candid. They just, you know, they, they went through that, you know, that questionnaire I completed and, you know, asked me certain questions. And, and uh, like I said, it was a fun conversation. I, in my opinion, I thought I was too normal. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was too laid back and chill. They were like, nah, we don't, we don't want a guy like that. Like, you know, we want, we want someone like Lacey who's going to come across <laughs> After being there and being a part of the social experiment that we were a part of, I kind of understood why I was there and why someone like Tango was there. Because Tango and I were really, in in essence, kind of the same person. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a little bit more of a, you know, a little bit more of a, uh, you know, a little bit more of a flair. He's probably more of a, um, I don't know, he might be more of an A-type alpha male than I, than, than I am. I'm a little bit probably more, more chill. Um, and I think that they thought we were going to kind of, uh, bump heads together, but we actually became pretty good friends. And, uh, and so we'll get into, I don't know if he got into any of, you know, any of that stuff, but, uh, I'll talk about, you know, like he, he, our relationship on the show. Yeah. He um, definitely had good things to say about you. He said you guys were super tight and kind of had each other's backs and that sort of thing, which is, <laughs> which is a nice thing to have when you're on these shows. Cause it can kind of, it kind of can feel like you're just like out for yourself living on an island, so to speak. So it is nice to have that person there that kind of has your back. Yes, indeed, indeed. But, but yeah, so I was, um, you know, I was kind of doing dabbling in those, in that uh, arena there. I hadn't really done much television or anything. And, you know, studying theater, I was you know, doing stage. And um, so, yeah, so going into the show, once they called me uh, to let me know that they were interested in pitching the show, you know. So basically, I got a call. It was maybe a couple of months, or not even a couple, maybe four, five weeks, maybe six weeks later, and uh, they said, you know, hey, we want you to be a part of the show. We're going to pitch it to the network um, this weekend. Uh, we're going to send you the contract. You know, make sure you get it back to us. We'll let you know if it gets the green light. Had <laughs> so, you had you watched Flavor of Love at that point? So I had watched, I had watched Flavor of Love and they asked me which of the, the Flavor of Love, you know, ladies I would be most interested in. Uh, I did not say New York, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but of course I did find out it was New York, but not until the week I had to be in LA was when I found out who it was going to be. Wow. So it was like too late to turn back at that point if you wanted to. What's that? It's like too late to turn back if you wanted to. And what I don't know is, and I I don't think I've ever asked any of the other fellows um, when they found out who the bachelorette was going to be. Tango said it was a lot of the guys found out literally on the set, like when she walked out. Okay. So they, so so some of them didn't know. So that that was the interesting (laughs) That was an interesting day. Um, so, so yeah, so I knew that week going in, I think maybe on a, like that Wednesday, I found out it was going to be her. 
Did you have and any had, ideas and or I, any guesses? That Saturday. Did you have any guesses who you might want it to be? Um, look, honestly, at the time, you, everyone, I think everyone thought it was going to be hoops. Mm, that makes sense. I think because she, because she, 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 you know, she was the, she was the one that, you know, sort of stood out that everyone, you know, she was attractive. She was athletic. She was, you know, and it was like, really like, is she really going to stay with Flav? Of course, <laughs> you know, of course not. Right. right. So this has got to be her. Um, and you know, womp womp. yeah that would have been an amazing show i i mean i love new york no pun intended um new york is so entertaining but i have nothing against i have nothing against tiffany tiffany is great for for tv she's She's great but hoops is awesome too yeah yeah hoops is amazing so so what were your were, were you like when you found out that it was new york did you have an idea like okay well probably the New York that we see on TV isn't actually her? Or were you like, holy crap, this is going to be insane? Like, what were your feelings about it? I, w- I was expecting the insanity. <laughs> initially, initially, I was a little skeptical because I was like, okay, I'm not really, like, I've been watching the Flavor, uh, flavor, uh, flavor of Love and I'm not really sure how this is going to play out. Like, do I want to... Because here's the thing, I, 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 I had a job, I had a, I had a career, right? And so it was like, okay, if I go do this, you know, am I going to be able to come back and continue? Like, is anyone going to take me seriously anymore? Like, you know, because um, the one thing I did want to do was go on there and sort of perpetuate stereotypes, you know, because the f- flavor of love was a was targeted to the to, to the black audience, right? And so I kind of had that feeling that that Isle of New York would be the same. And so I was like, well, you know, like do I really want to go on there and and you know perpetuate you know this stereotype? And then I was like, well, you're not a stereotype, right? If you if you just go and you be yourself, right, then what's the you know, what does it matter? You know, so to me I was cool with it as long as I I knew that I was going to be true to myself and leave there and still have my dignity and, you know, my integrity attached. So attached. So, yeah. Yeah. So So when you say, when you say that you wanted to make sure that this wasn't going to negatively affect your career, are you talking about your career in acting? No, at that time in which, what I still do. So my day job, I'm a, I'm a, a, a corporate recruiter. So, you know, at the time I was, you know, uh, working for another government contractor here in the Washington D.C. area. Oh so, wow! You know, and not really sure. I mean, I knew you know, of course, Flavor of Love was a big show. Didn't really know how big our show was going to be. Um, but you know, at the same time, I knew that once that show was over, I was going to have a choice to what I was going to do. Am I going to go a different route, or am I going to try to go back to work? And so I was. It was. I was fortunate that my boss at the time. Um, was uh, very supportive and she told me she was like hey like this is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity go ahead take oh. take some leave and just go ahead and go do the show oh man you were lucky that's awesome yeah. lucky i really what not were your so friends? much what? i get so lucky with uh i love money because i actually lost my job <laughs> oh no that sucks well, well we'll get into that but what were your friends and family telling you were they excited for you or were they like be careful do, you know do you want to give this a second thought like how were their feelings about it so 
I didn't want to tell anyone, to be completely honest. I wanted just to go and do the experience. And then after it was done, just come back and tell everyone, okay, this is what I went and did. <laughs> I, the only person I told was my was one of my sisters. I told my sister and I was like, hey, this is could you just in case anything happened, something happened, you know, you know, hey, this is what I'm this is what I'm doing, this is where I'm gonna be. And don't tell don't tell mom and dad. I'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing was, you know, my grandmother was was still alive at the time. So I was like, you know, as long as I don't embarrass her. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's uh that's really sweet. So when you went on the show, what was the initial reaction of everybody when New York first came out? <laughs> Has anyone told the story before? Well, Tango kind of was was getting into it a little bit. Yeah, but I want to hear your perspective of it. Okay, so, so it went like this. And let, let me back up. So when we all got there, um, you know, I'd been to LA before, but never really like, you know, just just visiting. I was, I was visiting. I visited a friend before, but I never really spent any time in LA. And so when we got there, you know, we were sequestered in this hotel, and they didn't want um, even. I think we were all in this one hotel, but they didn't want us out running around, walking the halls, doing this and that because they were, they wanted our experience meeting each other to be very organic and you know and fresh. And um, so I was there for a couple of days. I think they were still doing some eliminations. I think they were still weeding down the group at the time. Um, finding you know, out, we who, has the, finding out yeah. who has the STDs. <laughs> yeah, right. People were still doing their psych tests. I think I did my psychological test while I was there in the hotel room. And, um, and so they were still doing interviews as well. So, you know, producers were still contacting, uh, you know, coming to the room and asking questions and this and that. And so we, that Sunday came. And that was the day to go to set. And so we all in a, we all met in a ballroom. Everyone sat like at a different table, kind of staring at each other, sizing each other, sizing each other up. You know, like, oh, who's that? You know, oh, they look like me. Uh, that's interesting. You know, that stuff like that. Um, and they put us all in the van, a couple of vans. And we couldn't talk to each other. Couldn't say anything. Uh, we all get to the set. When we get to the set and holding, this, we're there for quite a while. You know how it is. You just sit, sitting and waiting, right? And this car pulls up. And these two dudes get out. And the producers kind of like, they know, obviously people know who they are. And, when I, and my first instinct was, why are these, who are these guys that get to drive up in, in their own car? And we, here we are all piled into this van, right? So lo and behold, it's real and chance. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> First, that was the first thing I was like, okay, something's up with these two dudes. Like, what what's up? Like, and people know them. They're already like as soon as they as soon as they, they walked up, we're like, okay, these two are gonna be this is gonna be an issue. Wow. Like, some- I didn't know that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How did the producers kn- know that, that they were gonna be like the standout characters? So I, I think that they must have already been a part of another maybe another pilot or uh, something that they were working on before that maybe didn't work out. Oh, okay. So they knew who they were already. Oh, that's interesting. Um, And I think, honestly, I think our show was just a way to introduce them. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I think they had plans for them. So, and and they knew it, you know what I mean? Because when they came to the set and no one else really knew what to do, what to say, but 
Chance uh, specifically, he he knew the camera was on. He he was ready from day one. Wow! And you know, Chance is, you know, Chance is cool. He's my boy. We still you know we we still holler each other from time to time. But um, but yeah. So I that that that's my feeling about it. I never asked. I never asked either one of them if that was the case. But that's just what I took from it. Huh. So <laughs> so to get to where you're going. We, uh, we, we, we are, we get to the, you know, we're there at the mansion. They line us up, you know, to get ready for this first opening scene. And, you know, they're like, when, you know, when the door opens, everybody cheer and, you know, be loud and excited. And the door opens and she walks out and it was like crickets. No one. Oh, <laughs> no. Like, it was kind of like, oh, okay. So. That now it all makes sense because I know I knew who was coming out of that door, but a lot of those guys I don't think knew who was coming out of that door, and so they I wonder if they were scared. So basically, we had to do it over again. Oh my god! We had to do a take two for her to come out. Wow! I bet they were. Do you think they were intimidated? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it don't know if it was. Oh, sorry. I don't know if it was intimidation or just pure shock, and you know, and, and, and maybe they just expected someone else. So the producers like, guys, please cheer! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It been disturbed. You know how it is. You know, if you're not used to being on, uh, you know, in that type of production environment, it could have been just some, you know, some some nervous jitters. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you were there for. Uh, I think you were on like four or five episodes. Is that, am I remembering correctly? Five episodes, I think, like half the season. Yeah. So that was about two weeks of your of your time. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, so. that's the thing. You know, when we when you tell people, you're like, you know, that that show only took about three, three, four, four weeks to film. They're like, no. I'm like, yeah. It's, you know what? Two days. What? Every episode was two days. So we had an elimination every other episode. So yeah, I was there for 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 a little about a week, a little a little over a week. Yeah. So, but what's interesting though, is I feel like a week when you're living in the house or it it also is kind of similar when I used to go on tour with bands, being in a week in a tour bus, when you're with these people 24 seven, it it feels, it's like the equivalent of like a month in the real world. So in in that time, did you, did you, yeah, absolutely. So did you start to feel any kind of attraction towards Tiffany or a connection with her at all? Or was it too just too short a period of time to be able to get there? I think I think t- I, I my opinion was I thought Tiffany was cool as hell, you know. Um, outside of the production part, outside of I, and I say Tiffany because Tiffany and New York are not the same person. So right. you know when the cameras are running are, are rolling and we're doing our thing, you know, and she's doing her thing because you know it's it's her show, right? We've got to you you realize that. I think it was maybe the third or fourth day when we really started to understand our role, you know, that we're making a show. Right. Um, But, you know, I had a couple of opportunities to have some one-on-one time with her that was not on camera. And so I got to see a little different side of her and, you know, I thought, I thought she was cool. Now the other, the thing is, is that I don't, I don't think that I was physically attracted enough to go as far as I wanted to. Mm. So that was, that was my, that was my issue. That makes sense. So I have to interject for a moment because I put your 
picture up on YouTube and ask fans what they think. And everybody was so excited to have you on. So I do have some fan questions I want to ask because there, there's some pretty good ones. Um, specifically, uh, Ruby Herrera says, um, and this is a really good question. I want to know if his feelings about Sister Patterson being extra fake in, in her words in church, was that real? Did, did the production have something to do with it? Uh, yeah, that was crazy, the whole church theme. And so let's get into Sister Patterson because I keep wanting to speak to people about it. I had Buddha on a couple of months ago and Tango was on last week and we just keep not getting to Sister Patterson. So I kind of want to get to that first. Oh, um, yeah. she, we can talk about it because that was, that, was that was my downfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was really an intense woman and we saw, you know, she sort of berated 12 pack and, you know, uh, and then the whole thing in church and she is just such a strong, intense woman. And obviously she cares very much for her daughter and she's a great mom. But a lot of people, myself included, want to know like how much of that was her playing up to the cameras or or is that how she actually is? So that that was... So, and, and this sort of goes back to what I had said initially about perpetu perpetuating stereotypes because I, I was, I wasn't, I didn't understand why we had to go to church. Like yeah, that's I didn't, crazy. It didn't make sense <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason why it didn't make sense. And then, so I was sort of putting things together throughout this whole process. So it was interesting from, it was an interesting experience for me because I was, I was, I was more aware of what was going on in my peripherals and with production and this whole social experiment. So I was kind of playing, you know, I was just paying attention to a lot of things. And I, and I know the producers didn't, they hated it because they would never get out of me what they want. Like I would never say what they wanted me to say. <laughs> they, would, they would, you know, they would see you on camera. They know they see what you were doing and what you were saying to other people. And then when they get you in the interviews, they expect you to back that up. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I was like, mm, I see where you're going right now. I'm not sure I want to play that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, that's pretty good. Um, you didn't you didn't take the bait. I didn't take the bait. But that in hindsight, if I had it to do all over again, I would have done things a lot differently. I would have played the game. I would have played the game like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I wasn't aware then. And I and I and I think that the the, the luxury you had was being able to see a lot, so many shows yes. before the show. 100%. And so you knew what, you, what, what strategy you could come, you know, we, I was, we were the first season of, of, of guys. So I didn't really know how to play this. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to look like a bit, you know, you know, I didn't want to look like a little bitch either, you know? So I didn't, so I, it, it was, it was interesting, but so, <laughs> I, oh, here's where I was going. I was wondering why we were calling her Sister Patterson because yeah. she wasn't Sister Patterson on, on Flavor of Love. Right, so, right. So why, what is this, what is this, why are we calling her this? And then once the church episode came, I was like, ah, mm. I see now. So that, the night before we went to church, we were all up late as hell we were drinking everybody was you know pretty much shit faced that like that whole day i can't remember what happened earlier in the day but um we were up late but that day was the day that sister patterson and 12 pack had gotten into it mm 
Mm. And she was going off on him. And she was calling him gay and, you know, all kinds of gay. I mean, it was just like, she, she was literally berating him. Poor that, guy. That whole thing, right? <laughs> and then, but, but before I could even close my eyes, I swear it was like, she was back at the house waking everybody up, telling us that we had to get ready to get dressed to go to church. You're like, church? <laughs> like, we going to church. You know, like, number one, not everyone in that house was Christian. You know, um, uh, uh, Boston, Mr. Boston was Jewish. Mm. You know, um, I think white boy comes from a Jewish heritage. Like, there's no reason for any of us to go to, to, go to church. It's right? awkward. Um, right. And so, you know, everyone was kind of dreading it because, you know, a lot of the guys didn't really know what to do or what to expect or what, you know, what this experience was really going to be about. And it was an uh, actual real church, right? It, this wasn't like some pretend, you know, dress up building or something. This was an actual church, right? Yes. It was a real church service in Compton. Um, and I think what they did was they, they normally had like two services throughout the day, but they brought everyone to this one service. So, you know, it, it was packed. Um, to, be completely honest, excuse me, to be completely honest, it was the first real experience that I had while I was there. Because I, I was a preacher. I'm a preacher's kid. Oh, you are? So, oh. Yes. I, I grew up in church. Oh, wow. Um, and it was, like I said, it was the, it was, I was actually sort of at peace at one moment in time, because once the church service actually started, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is a real church service. Like, wow, like, the, the choir marched in, they read the announcements, they, you know, I was, so I was kind of ready, okay, look, I can sit back and, and chill now, you know? And, um, <laughs> you know, we, there was that whole incident with Chance not wanting to come into the church. Right. And he didn't want to take off his hat or something, is that right? Yes, that's, yeah. That's what back at the house. So I'm about to tell Chance's business right now. He's probably not going to enjoy this. But <laughs> the, reason, the reason why Chance didn't want to take off his hat because he hadn't gotten his hair done yet. He hadn't, oh. he hadn't got his hair cut yet, right? Oh, that so, sucks. <laughs> you know, we haircut, like maybe like every, like once a week or, you know, I was, I was still bald. I didn't have to worry about that. But the dudes that needed lined up and, you know, shaked up and everything, you know, didn't have an option. You didn't have too many options to do that unless someone else in the house was doing it for them. So Chance, Chance hadn't had his, had his hair done yet. So he, he still had his, his bandana, had his do-rag on with his hat. So he didn't want to take his hat off, right? So that's why he wouldn't come into the church. So, so were the people... Were the people really wasn't oh, I'm so sorry. I did, there's like a slight delay on the Skype call. So I apologize if, if we're stepping over each other. Um, I was going to ask you, so did the people who were at the church as well was it obvious that they knew that you guys were coming and expecting you or was everybody looking at you guys like what on earth are all these people doing here? And also like the cameras and stuff were, were people looking surprised? Yeah, it was a little bit, I'm sure they got some type of warning, you know, <laughs> I would hope uh, so. <laughs> Cause it was a, you know, it was an actual production. Like, you know, you had all of half of the room, you know, were cameras and producers. So they knew something was going on. I just don't know if they knew who, you know, the, the guests were going to be. Um, but you know, they, they obviously had to fill out a, a waiver, right. For them to be on camera. Um, but, um, yeah. So, you know, once we, once we got in there and, um, and sat down and, you know, and, and this church service started, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is, you know, at least it's a little break from all the craziness that we've been having, you know, all week. 
and uh, you know we can kind of chill. And then that's that's when the whole Sister uh, <laughs> Patterson <laughs> uh, thing happened. So it was. I don't know what your church experience is, is like, or if you ever went to church as a kid. When I was or, a kid, yeah. It was pretty chill. White, white people yeah. church is really boring. Not it's, nearly it's, as fun and cool as black people church. Like, <laughs> you know, we were, we were missionary Baptists. Like, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm originally, I'm originally from Indianapolis. Lived in, you know, grew up in Southern Illinois. You know, like, churches, churches, you know, it's a bunch of old people. Mm-hmm. You know, we read, we, uh, read out of hymnals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We weren't, we weren't that type of church. Okay. Uh, we didn't have people shouting, catching the Holy Ghost and all that kind of <laughs> stuff on a regular basis. That wasn't my, my experience with church. Um, not that I hadn't experienced that, but that wasn't, that wasn't the norm for me. Okay. So, so when that happened, it was, for me, it just, it was, it was too much too fast. Mm, yeah. So it was intense. Your from, face. I remember your face and your expressions. <laughs> We went from reading the church announcements to now we're going to have a few words by Sister Patterson. And I was like, why? Like, this isn't, she doesn't go to church here. Like, why? Why do we have to hear from her? Can we just read this service and let the preacher preach and, you know, and all that stuff? And she, from the moment she got the mic, it was like to 10. I was like, you haven't, there is no Holy Spirit for you to catch right now. So why, why, why are we at level 10 already? And it just, it turned me off. Like that, that, that ruined the whole, my, that whole experience for me because I'm like, okay, that's just fake. Right. Mm. So you think it was? Cause I will say I have, I do follow Sister Patterson on Instagram and she definitely seems to be quite religious and she definitely seems to be very um as you said level 10 about it even in the way that she posts which which nothing wrong with that but that's just so but we do the same thing at church like you know you you ask enough black people who fakes it at church we know who the fakers are okay okay so that makes sense okay so you think she was do you think she was doing it for the sake of the cameras or for the show or or do you think it was for the sake of you guys I definitely think it was for the sake of the cameras. I, I didn't see any other reason for it. Um, and, you know, that's just my opinion. You know, and at, and at, the, at the reunion show, they, they wanted me to apologize for, for that. Okay. And I almost did it. I almost did it. But then I was like, you know what? That's, I'm not going to back down from my honest opinion of that experience for me. Mm. So, um, you know, I was supposed to come on stage. And sit next to her and apologize and all this kind of stuff. And, and sort of at the last minute, while we were in the green room, I said, "You know, what? nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play play myself like that." You weren't so feeling it, and you know. And so they were like, "Okay, well, you just you'll sit in your seat, and we'll do our segment while she's on stage, and you're still sitting in your seat." Oh wow, that's crazy. Um, so. I uh, we have a little bit of time left, but not a lot. So I'm going to try to blast through some of these. Um, Fan questions, um, because when Tango was here, I swear to God, I got to start doing these shows for like two hours instead of an hour because I feel like we barely scratch the surface every time. I got a Tango story to tell you too, but from the reunion show. That okay, well, let's, let's um, well, I have a couple of quick I Love Money questions and, um, and then I want to hear your story about Tango. Um, really quick, uh, Daniel Tarot, I've actually used his questions before because he asks really great questions. Um, he's saying, uh, I love money. He says, 
asked Tango, does he regret not, not staying loyal to his green team because he probably wouldn't have, would have made it further in the game? Uh, was, am I reading that right? Was he interested in, also, were you interested in any of the girls in the house? And, oh yeah, yeah, I want to talk about this and your take on uh, Tamara's meltdown. Um, so yeah, those are three very different questions about I Love Money, but let's uh, just talk about that quickly for a minute. Okay, so I, I was, I Love Money was a whole different experience, right? Because you're, you don't have to, like, you're there for a real, like, I, I wanted to win I Love Money. Yeah, I, I feel like you're kind of done dirty on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That sucks. And the mistake that I made was trying to play it smart with a bunch of people who aren't that smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes so sense. It backfired on me because, you know, the whole time, here I was thinking that I'm being strategic when other people are just, are, are just kind of playing the game for the cameras and going along with the storylines, mm. right? And, you know, and, and that's, that was my, that was the reason why I was so upset with Heat at the time because Heat and I are cool. Like, we've always been cool, like, ever since, you know, I Love New York ended. Like, I mean, we spent a lot of time. He, he and 12-Pack and I, you know, we, we did a lot of touring together and, you know, hosting parties and shows and stuff. And, and Heat sold me out for a relationship with Leilene. That sucks. You know, and so... What about bros before hoes? That's like the universal <laughs> rule. Bros before hoes. <laughs> he didn't exactly. get the memo. Right. Because, you know, that was his, you know, because he knew, because we all know, when you have a storyline, you stay longer, right? And so their little, whatever it was <laughs> that they were having, that basically turned into nothing, but it was enough to keep, keep that storyline and keep him there. And get me eliminated because, you know, once my team found out when I was by alliances, you know, with him and their team, then, you know, that they were, they were done with me at that point because he could have saved me and he didn't. Man, that sucks. So, that really sucks. So did you have any romance things going on while you were there with any of the castmates? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I, I thought about it, but I, you know, the woman that I'm still with today, we were together then, and I, I don't think I would have been able to, it, even, I, I thought about it, I was like, you know what, if I just say, hey, look, this is just for the show, like, this is strategy, <laughs> right. but, nah, we, I, it, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get you. If I just stayed, maybe if I just stayed a couple more episodes, and, the, and I felt that that was, you know, would have been in my, you know, favor, but. No, I didn't, I didn't really get that far. <laughs> mm, yeah, I feel like that is a distraction anyway. It's like you got to keep your, your head in the game. So, um, and then also, what was the other question that he asked? Um, oh, uh, yeah, Tamara's meltdown. That was so crazy. And, and that poor girl, she was on Rock of Love as well. And then there was like a whole thing of when she was trying to exit and then she couldn't find the door out. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> and, and she just like yeah. lost it. You know, right. were, were you there for that? It wasn't as crazy as T as um, Pootie's meltdown. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was going to talk about that too. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was still. It was still a, a traumatic experience. It was, you know. But and that's the interesting thing. And that just and honestly, it it shows you just how stressful this situation can be. Even though we're there making a show and it can be fun at times, but you know, 
once once the, the, those those your egos you know get involved and and who knows what things other people are dealing with before we even get to the set right yeah um, they're bringing with them from home and yeah we took a, I, I i i used to think that the psych test that we took was to weed out crazy but then yeah. i was like no they want the crazy yeah i think that you mean you might be right about that yeah i mean the shows are crazy because there is no you don't ever get a, a mental break from it and i think that yeah. what becomes challenging is and i can say this from personal experience if you start to feel the moment of like, oh, this is the moment where they're exploiting me, you know, or this is the moment where I'm going to look stupid, you know, that that right. becomes challenging to try to cope with that, especially in the moment, you know. So I that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought up Pootie because I, I actually wanted to talk about that as well. That was crazy. What was your take on all of that? And did you get to talk to him after the fact at all? Or did anybody? Oh, oh we have not seen, and I don't know about anyone else, but I've been looking for that dude for what? It's been 12 years. I have no idea where he is or what he's doing. I hope to God he's alive. But honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, and it could go either way. He, he, you know, like the way that ended, it is quite possible he may not be with us anymore. Man, that's how serious it was. That's, that's how serious it was. Poor guy. You know, leading up until that point, you know, you could see, like, I could see the spiral. Like, just the, 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 the behaviors that he was showing, the things... Because that that day when we had to do those presentations, it was it was really really traumatic for him. And this was a guy who, honestly, I believe thought that this experience was going to be the thing that took him out of whatever it was that was he was dealing with in his life back at home. Yeah, and he was banking on this experience, and it wasn't going the way he thought that it. It should be going, and he was getting embarrassed. And this was, and this particular experience was a this challenge was a big embarrassment to him. That's and sucks. he didn't know how to uh, to cope with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. He, he really flipped. He flipped out. It's amazing because I've had so many different cast members from so many different shows from this era, and it's wild how vastly different people's perspectives are. I mean, some people. We're like, that was so much fun. It was such a great part of my life. And yeah, they made me look stupid here or there. But overall, I would totally do it again in a heartbeat. Whereas other people were like legitimately full-blown, emotionally traumatized by it. And um, it's it's sad. I, I hate that that is some people's experiences because yeah, it can be exploitive, these shows. But at the end of the day, it, it should be a fun, positive experience for us all. And it's, it's sad to me, the people that didn't get to have that kind of experience. Right, right, yeah, and and if he and if he's watching, if he ever sees this, I mean, hey, man, look me up, <laughs> you know, um, because once when when that when that happened, it started while we were out because it was this was one of the few times that we got to actually leave, you know, we didn't get to leave the mansion too many times, and this was one where we were on set, you know, somewhere else, um, you know, I had to travel there, and you know, when that when that escalated, and he literally tried to throw himself down a flight of stairs. Um, you know, I was, I think I was still in the room at that time and this was all going on as I was coming out, Yeah, you know, but once we got back to, to the mansion, we knew something was, was off. Um, and that was so, such a heated moment because Tango and White Boy got into it that, yeah. that day um, and it was just tension going all around and you didn't even see half of that. Like, like that Tango White Boy thing. You know, we were all about ready to just like 
go to blows and you didn't see all of that, you know, because of editing, but it got, it got pretty, it got really heated. And then we get back to the house and then we've got to deal with, with Pootie. Um, I was the first person to go upstairs. So the producers asked me to go upstairs and check on him and talk to him. And, you know, granted, I know that they're trying to see what kind of moment they could pull from this. Um, and, you know, so we went up there and, you know, we had a little conversation. I came back and I was like, this dude is not well. Yeah. He's not, he's not well, you know, and I'm afraid for him or I'm afraid for all of us. Cause I don't know, he could either hurt himself or he could hurt one of us. So, you know, like that's where we were at. Right. And right. So then they sent Tango up and then Tango went and he talked to him and it was a little kind of the same thing. And I think, I think on the show, I think they showed Tango going up there, but they didn't show me going up there. But, um, and then once, once that was over, you know, then they, you know, they went and he had his little, his little outing with sister Patterson. Wait, was that? Before? I think that was after. This was after. Okay. And next thing I know, they they called they they called the ambulance and was like, "Hey, we gotta can't stay." Man, that's um, so crazy. Us were afraid. You we were afraid of what would happen if we all went to sleep. Yeah. And he was still there, whether he did something his to himself or what. Even though, of course, you know the cameras are there, production's there, but you know we just didn't know what was going to happen. And so they were like, "Okay, we need to, you know, we really need to do something here." And so you know, a lot of people think that. You know, they might have been for TV, but I was like, no, man, that, that, that shit was, that was real. So well, one thing that I talked to Tango a little bit about last time, um, what's interesting that's you kind of have to factor into these shows. If you have a house full of, of women who are crazy and drinking and, and all that, you know, and if the women get into it with each other, they're just going to, you know, insult each other and give each other eating disorders and that sort of thing. But it probably won't lead to like some insane violence. Um, maybe like some right. hair pulling and some like tickling and that's about it. <laughs> but like when dudes, when it gets volatile with dudes that, and, and especially if there's alcohol, then there actually is a threat of violence just because of the yeah. nature of yeah. men versus women. So it's- Taylor May, like we didn't, we didn't get to that point to where someone actually, you know, got, made good contact like Buddha did. But. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, so tell us really quick, you were talking about, uh, you were going to tell us about Tango regarding the oh. reunion show, which yeah, was nuts so, in of itself. <laughs> no, it's I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Tango talked about it. Um, but, you know, watching the show, you know, you, you don't know what, you know, you don't know what you're going to see until you see it. And I'm sure he talked about his experience going back and watching the show and, Sort of, and, and hearing the things that, you know, that, that New York and, you know, people said about him and, and, and Chance, and, you know, what people were saying about him, saying about his mom, you know, all this kind of stuff. That really so, affected him, yeah. When that episode aired, between that episode and the reunion show. So Tango hits me up, right? And he says, yo, oh, um, I got, something's about to go down. And uh, when we get to the reunion show, <laughs> let, let me tell you how we're going to handle this kind of thing. And so basically it was like, you got my back? I was like, yeah, man, I got you. Hey, look, I had nothing against Real or Chance or any of them dudes. Like, we were all cool. We're, Real was, you know, uh, Ahmad was my boy as well. But Tango was Tango was my man. So, hey, if it, if it came to blows, I, I got you back. Man. So he was expecting so, that might happen. Yeah. So, so he, he told me, I was, I already knew what was going to happen before we even got to a reunion show that he was going to break off the, you know, the engagement and you know, what he was going to say, what he was going to do and everything. Oh. And I was just on standby in, in, the, in the audience, just waiting for it all to go down. Holy <laughs> so, shit. <laughs> and I was ready, man. I was ready. 
and it didn't get, I mean, it got heated. It didn't get to, you know, it didn't escalate to, to, to where it could be. I, I don't think, I honestly don't think Chance really wanted to chance, you know, uh, uh, you know, tango and with tango, but <laughs> we were ready. We were ready. Wow. That's so crazy. Well, well, I'm so sorry, but we are out of time, but I appreciate you coming on. But before I let you go, let's tell everybody, you got a lot of cool stuff going on right now. So tell everybody all the things you have going on in your life and career. And then also tell everybody where they can find you online. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I still, I still have my day job. I'm still, you know, a, a, a recruiter um, here with uh, government contractors in Washington, D.C. area. But, but the thing is for the last, 10 years, 11 years, actually, right, just actually after the show, um, I started a, uh, a web series called Anacostia, and we actually film locally in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, we are, in fact, I think we are now like the, the longest running, you know, web series, you know, back then we called them web series. Now they're you know, digital media, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we've done six seasons. We're, uh, we're on That's Amazon Prime so cool. Um, we've got, you know, we've had several, several awards and nominations. We've had what, four or five Emmy nominations. I was nominated for an Emmy. That's uh, awesome, dude. That's so awesome. Yeah. For a best supporting actor in a, in a digital series. So yeah, I'm very, very proud of that. I didn't win. Um, Getting nominated it's, it's, though. It's, that's huge. Now, when people tell you, so we've been nominated before. And so I've been to the daytime. So we're, we're a part of the daytime Emmys. Um, because technically we're, we're, we're digital drama soap opera. Um, and, you know, so I had already been to the image. We've been nominated before as a cast and I'm a, I'm a producer for the show. And um, so we've, we've been there before. So this time I was nominated for best supporting actor and, you know, this wasn't my first rodeo. So I was, yeah, you, people say they're not upset when they don't win, but if you really feel that you deserve to win and you lose, yeah, it's things. I imagine. I imagine. But as I said, I mean, the fact that you've had such success with this, I mean, congratulations. That's really, really cool. And I know you put a, a lot of work and blood, sweat, and tears into that. So I think that's incredible. So congratulations on that. And, and that was part of the reason, too, where why, why I, I wasn't, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, like you were so quiet on the show. You were kind of in the background. It's not, and I wasn't really. I just, um, I just wasn't putting so much out there to where, you know, once editing is done, they're like, oh, you know, yeah, he had some fun moments, but, you know, we're, these storylines are not really, you know, don't really, really fit, right? They're trying to tell a story. Um, but ideally, I wanted to, like I said before, I just wanted to like, keep my dignity and my integrity because yeah. I knew the things that I wanted to do. And especially as an actor, I just, I just wanted to be taken seriously, right? So I didn't want to go in there and just be something that I wasn't, that when I was trying to pursue my acting career, that people weren't saying, oh, well, you're just a caricature of yourself, right? Right, right. So, so I, I mean, I, I have no regrets. I think it was, it was a great experience. I had a good time. I made some great friends. Nice. Um, you know, just like you, I mean, you're, I'm sure like you, Heather, you know, some of the other folks, like you'll be lifetime friends just because of the experience. Absolutely, and, yeah. And that's what I took from it as, as well. I mean, and it's it's never going away. Obviously, it's never. I'm like every every Valentine's Day comes, and I'm like, oh, like I don't I don't want them to play it, but I kind of want them to play it. You know what I mean? It's like you know, because it's like okay, I can I can talk about it again. So, but, <laughs> well, um, nice. but yeah, they they you know, 
I think they've done us done us well. Um, you know, with this franchise. I mean, I don't think everybody necessarily got out of it what they wanted or, or intended to, but you know, we we made some history with this stuff. One hundred percent. I I personally am grateful to have been a part of it and the people I got to know through the whole experience for sure. And and it's nice to hear that you and Tango are still friends and you still talk to Heat and um I, I like that you still keep up with some of your friends and castmates too. Yeah, yeah. They were good guys. We had a we had a really good cast. You guys uh, really did. No. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Mr. Boston, those guys. And, Mr. and it's interesting because, you know, I know, I know we don't have much time, but, you know, the six degrees of separation thing, like the after that show, a lot of us realized that we actually had a lot of connections. Like I had a friend of mine from college who used to date Boston's twin brother. That's a trip. <laughs> wow. And so, you didn't find out, of course, you didn't find this out until, you know, after the fact, and they were watching the show, and then you were getting phone calls, and people were like, what are you doing on there? And, you know, and he's there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's... That's a trip. Well, Will, how can people find you on social media? So, you know, I still have my, um, I still have my same handle from like 12 years ago. It's still, it's still Onyx VH1. So, you know, O-N-I-X VH1, that's on Instagram. Um, and, uh, I don't do the, do you do the, do you do the, we're talking like old people now. Do you do the TikTok? The TikTok, <laughs> I, are you ticking and are you talking? No, I, I do have an account, but I have like two posts on there, but I, I'm mainly yeah, an Instagram girl. I, so. I, just follow, I just follow other people and, and, and just get my cakes from watching stuff. But, uh, well, I'll you know, I'm, still your on, I still, I'm still active on, on IG. Perfect. Well, I'll put all of your information in the description below. And Will, thank you so much. It's such a yeah. pleasure. I wish we had Check more time. Check out the show and the series on, on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Congratulations yeah. and thank you again for coming on. I'm super happy for you with all this great stuff you have going it's on. It's a pleasure. All right. That was so awesome. You know, it's it's so cool for me to see all of these original OG alumni cast from these shows that not only were they super entertaining on these shows, but they're also just like really genuinely good people. And also continuing on doing such awesome things in their careers. I it just, you know, it makes me really happy to to hear stories like that and uh, to hear the successes of people like Will. And I just, I think it's really cool and really inspiring. So that was awesome. Um, next week, you guys, I'm bringing on Brooke, aka Pumpkin. I am so, so, so excited. I was a huge fan of hers. Never met her before. So this is going to be my first time. I'm super stoked. So definitely tune in next Monday. I will have Brooke on. And uh, lastly, I just want to give a shout out to my contributors. You guys have been so supportive and I'm, I'm so grateful to all of you for supporting the podcast, keeping it going. And uh, if you're interested in becoming a contributor, be sure to go to the Talk of Love website, which is www.talkoflove.net slash contribute. And you can use PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever you want to become a contributor. And you can get cool rewards like Skype chats with me, video shout outs. Uh, reaction videos to Rock of Love, Charm School, I Love Money. And, uh, or if you just want to leave a tip, you know, you, you tip your waiter, you tip your bartender for doing good, a job well done. Why not tip your podcaster? So you can do that as well. Um, just make sure you leave your email address so I can reach out to you. So thank you guys so much. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well as the thumbs up. I will see you guys next Monday and don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys. <laughs>